With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, home of the world's greatest artist, TLC, Gladys Knight, India Ari, Indigo Girls, and Hartsfield Atlanta Jackson Airport, the Falcons, and Clark Atlanta University. This is The Bright Side with Technicia, a daily show with real people with real experiences. And now, here's your host, Technicia. Good afternoon, everyone. Today is September the 28th, 2015, and welcome to another episode of Bright Side with Technicia. Blessed here with me today to have this wonderful woman on. She's blessed with the title. She brought the Vice Infotainment genre online. She's considered not just a relationship expert, but she's witty and wise, entertaining, and way smarter than your mama or Bessie, but approachable. Here with me is Allison Blackman. And we're going to talk about sex, baby, and all the relationship issues that you may be going through and still don't know how to figure out how to handle those correctly. If you're single, if you're still in the relationship game, then, hey, we're going to teach you how to still keep it going and how to get in there and do it right. So do call in at 347-426-3751. The chat box will be open up for you. Allison, I'm glad to have you on. And I'm glad to be talking to you, too, even though it's a Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Motiv- this is a motivating Monday, and what a perfect day. This is always, it's always welcome to have these type of topics because everybody needs advice, and everybody's expertise is different. You know, you have some tell you this, and someone else can always do give you better advice. So first <laughs> and foremost, like I said, I thank you for being on, Allison. Now, Let's get into a little bit of um, the background part. What made you get into this whole genre of sex expertise? (laughs) That's a very long story, and I don't know how much time we have on the air. But I'm the author of... (laughs) I'm the author of eight self-help books, most of them about dating and relationships and communication. And I've been online as the uh, providing advice since 1995. I'm the author of several websites. One of them is credited with bringing the advice genre online, and that's advicesisters.com. And I have a slightly spicier site, which is leatherandlaceadvice.com, and that is intimacy and, and relationships. It's tasteful, but, you know, you might not want your five-year-old to hear about some of the things that we're getting questions about. Uh, I had a twin sister, um, and she passed away, and we were getting known as the next Anne and Abby for the new millennium, and she died, plain and simply, and I was going to stop. I wasn't going to do this anymore, and it was my readers who encouraged me to continue doing it. Um, so now AdviceSisters.com is more like a beauty, fashion, lifestyle site. And Leather and Lace Advice, I'm doing with a man. Um, 
And the reason I agreed to do it with a man, you know, we I, we write a, his answer and and my answer, is that I couldn't believe how differently men really looked at the same relationship problems we all grapple with. So it's important for people who are men who, you know, want to write to us to hear my point of view as well as a man's and vice versa. Um, you know, everyone thinks they can be an advice columnist. Um, mm-hmm. It's one thing to give advice to your best friend. It's another thing to do it in a responsible and useful way. It's a skill and a talent. You have to be able to see things differently. You have to have compassion. And while education and experience can help people who are clinicians, doctors, and psychologists, which I am not, um, often scare people away. I am not a, the, the websites that I have, especially leatherandlaceadvice.com, is not a substitute for mental health. It's a way for people to see the, their, the forest through the trees. Most people can do that. They just need a little bit of encouragement and motivation to be kind of pushed in the right direction. And one other thing I would say about this is that anybody who gives advice, even to a friend, has to realize that it's a big world out there and what your feelings are about something and your your cultural background and experience is not like anyone else's. When you're doing it online like I do all around the world, you have to be very mindful that people aren't you. That and you know, we all have our own beliefs and feelings that stem from our own backgrounds and so forth. So when you're giving advice to strangers on a global scale, it's a big responsibility. You can really destroy someone's life. So far, I've been doing this online since 1996. Uh, I've wow. never had any complaints, and I hope I never do. So that's <laughs> kind of how I got started doing it and how I'm now doing leather and lace advice with a man who I should mention is Anthony Sabatini. So that's how I started. And, you know, wow, it, every I... time I – when I give someone advice, I realize, you know, that I'm really – I can really harm them as well as help them. So I'm very careful. Right. But to me, you appear to be a hero to both men and women, especially all the <laughs> books that you have authored and published, the Everything Dating book, the second edition, Recruiting Love, Using the Business Skills You Have to Find a Love You Want, You Are the Product, How to Sell Yourself to Employers, Feel Great, Be Great While You Date, and other four e-books on social behavior, singles and dating, and wedding dilemmas. I mean, these books really have helped people, and people, the books I'm calling out, you can actually find those. Um, go to Amazon. You can find these online. These are some great um, advice books, and I mean, besides that, you have your advice sisters. Now, how did you is really more leather and is, is really less advice than leather and lace advices, but we both give it on both. <laughs> I like the name, though, Leather and Lace, and then Advice Sisters. What brought these two? Are these two coincided? Are they the same, Allison? No, they're very different. First of all, AdviceSisters.com started in 1996. Um, Leather and Lace Advice is about two years old. Um, And I did, I mean, the Advice Sisters are a U.S. registered trademark. and And the reason I kept it, even though we're not doing that much advice on it, is that my twin sister and I did it together. Um, all the books we've written, I don't. Really, I haven't written an advice book for a while, and I'll tell you why. I review books, and I get a lot of these. 
And there's nothing, I'm going to say this, it may sound a little shocking, particularly since I'd love it if people would check out mine, but there's nothing new under the sun when it comes to dating and relationships and even sex. I mean, and quite frankly, heartbreak is heartbreak, whether you're in India or China or here or somewhere else. I mean, the way you choose to solve those problems and go about them is different but because of cultural differences and religious differences. But frankly, the emotion is the same. When I wrote my first book with my sister, Jessica Friedman, I, uh, which was uh, Recruiting Love, Using the Business Skills You Have to Find the Love You Want, uh, a new, another book had come out about the same times. Lots of people who are listening probably read this book or have heard of it. It was called The Rules. And the rules was a million-dollar bestseller, whoopee do. Ours was a much more modest run because the rules said there's nothing wrong with you single ladies. Just hike up your skirt, smile, don't be yourself like anything that your man likes. Never, like, tell him you don't want to go for pizza even if you're craving Chinese. Wear red lipstick to the gym and you'll find you'll bag a man. Our book said you have to do the work up front if you want lasting love um, and mm-hmm. to find someone who's compatible with you on all fronts. And that means the little things as well as the big things. And we said that you really have to do, look backwards to go forward. And before you rush out to do a thousand dating-type things, you should figure out your three must-haves and your three non-negotiables that will make or break a relationship for you. For example, if you absolutely want a child, your biological clock is ticking, and you meet a really nice guy, but he makes it clear he doesn't want children, there's no point in dating him. (coughs) Excuse me. People fall in love, and then they fight about the things they can't resolve. So you need to find someone who seems to embody most of the things you desire and hopefully the little things that you don't, you can work on together. But but the other book said you don't have to do any work. All you have to do is red lipstick. Which book would you choose? I'm here to say that, honestly, you, you have to do the work up front. Um, dating isn't fun. Dating is only fun after you meet someone. It's a process right. of elimination, not selection, so that when you go out with someone, whether you met them online or heaven forbid, on Swoon or Tinder or whatever it is, or or through a friend, if you don't know this person, you're likely to be disappointed most of the time because the law of averages says that you've got to find the one that you want that wants you back just as much. And that takes work and time. And uh, people don't want to hear that, but it's really true. If you If you don't consider all of the things. I mean, everybody wants a good-looking man with a, lots of money and a hot car and a sense of humor, but there's a lot more underneath a relationship than that. Yes, it is, and uh, we have spoken about that so many times. People have this idealistic, it'd be unrealistic to me. Oh, you got to be six five. You got to have bam, bam, Al Paxton. Oh, she got to have nice legs and stuff, and here you over here looking like the penguin on Batman, but you want all these qualities, there's something wrong with you. I don't be understanding people like that. And then as far as it goes, you know, and that's why I'm glad to have you on too, Allison, because we search for the wrong advice. We go to all these different sites. And these are some of these sites are just giving out a bunch of BS. That's why I always tell people, miss me with the BS, because I don't need to hear it. They don't give out the right, right advice. A lot of these porn, especially these porn sites, come on now. 
What advice are you going to get from a porn site? What you going to tell me? Absolutely nothing, which is why we started Leather and Lace Advice, honestly. The site doesn't talk, doesn't have anything, right. no porn pictures or anything like that, but we talk about sex and intimacy on Leather and Lace Advice. And the reason that I was <laughs> coerced into adding it <laughs> by my co-author was that people are getting advice from porn sites, and worse than that, young people are. So they go and they see porn sites, and then they go to their 15-year-old girlfriend and ask them to do things that the 15-year-old girlfriend doesn't understand. And when you're older, we get a lot of letters. People write into us, and they can on leatherandlaceadvice.com. We have a, a, a form you could fill out. It's totally private. You know, you're, only the core of a question is remains, but we get a lot of questions that start like this. My husband saw something in a porn video, and now he's forcing me to do it. Or I did do it, and then I discovered, you know, the phone was ringing, the kid, the baby was crying, and he was angry at me because it didn't turn out like it looked in the movie. You know, and and so a lot of people are misunderstanding what it is to have a, a connection with someone, whether it's emotional or physical or both. And so that's why we actually started it, because we want people to get good advice. We want to be amusing, if we can be, but it's serious. You can't tell from a website. I mean, a 10-year-old can make a good-looking website, maybe even better than mine. But, that, but when you start to read the advice, that's when you understand whether the person is, is someone that you can relate to and someone who's going to be experienced enough and skilled enough to, to give you decent advice. Otherwise, it's like eating, it's like eating a sugary candy bar. It sounds great you know, for the moment, and the minute you take it away from the page, it, it, it dies. There's, there's nothing right. for you. And see, when you so, go on your site, it's, your site, um, to me, when I went on your site, it's not distasteful. It's, it's, it might be provocative, but it's not distasteful. It's, it's right to the point. It's none of that stuff mess. It's, it's very classy, <laughs> professional. And also, like I said, on that, you can find your beauty, your fashion, all the lifestyle tips that you want, plus the relationship. So you get all advice, all different kind of ways. Why not? I mean, because in order to be in a relationship, you want to still look good, too. So you got to have a little fashion tip. <laughs> you don't want to be going on your first right. date looking raggedy. Be looking like this. You just wear that on, on your first date. And, Allison, you know on some pictures on Facebook you have seen people be matched, especially you be like, did you just wear all yellow? Come on now. <laughs> you cannot look like a canary bird. I have heard so many hilarious stories about Tinder, Swoon, Facebook, you know, <laughs> da- online dating. I, I mean, they're they're just hilarious, and, and I really don't understand why people do that, which is getting me a little bit off the topic I wanted to talk about. But it's they're so funny. I mean, distressing to the person who has to deal with it. But one of my favorites, and it's in my book, it's in Recruiting Love, actually, or one of the other books, is that a young woman went on, uh, a dating site, I don't know, jdate or match.com or plenty of fish, one of those. And she what? saw a picture of a young tennis player, and he was hot. He was good looking. <laughs> and, she, and he had all the things that she wanted. You know, he had a good job, and he was college educated, and he was, I think, 30, and she was about that age. So they decided to meet for coffee, and she got there first, and she was looking for him, and in lumbered in a sweating, huge, 
bald 50-year-old man and plumped himself down right on her ta- at her table because he recognized her picture. And she said, who are you? And he said, I'm your date. And she said, wait a minute. You said you were a 30-year-old fit tennis player. And he, and not only that, the guy wasn't what he said he was going to be. He didn't have any money. He made her pay for the coffee. And when she and so she said to him, "Why did you contact me?" And he said, "Well, I knew you wouldn't date. I wanted to date pretty young girls, and I knew you wouldn't date me, so I lied. And I'm having a really good time." <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can't make these things up. I mean, that I can only imagine how frustrated that woman was, and I kind of right. sent her back to my book and gave her some dating advice. But um, oh, people, people really. I want to just go back to leather and lace advice for a minute. Um, yes, we ma'am. don't talk about pornography on the site. We have no pornographic wow. pictures, um, but I think it's important for people to understand that we all have the same fears about intimacy and sex, and one of them is, am I normal? Are there other people having the same issues, fears, problems, worries that I have? And that's what Leather and Lace Advice is really there for. I recently saw Dr. Ruth Westheimer, who has a new book out. I saw her in person. I was only a few feet from her. And I realized something about her that I think is important, too. It isn't what she said. She's always talking about sex and wear a condom and blah, blah, blah. It's how she says it. If you make it friendly, user-friendly, not scary, um, you know, in a way that people can absorb it, it no longer sounds tacky. And that's what I really got from listening to her talk, that as she answered questions, she did it with a very sort of, this is not a big deal. Let me just tell you some things you could do. And I was so impressed with it. I love that woman. <laughs> but anyway, that's what we're striving to do as well. She is a wonderful woman. She, not too long ago, that was uh, this year, February, she wrote an article on why couples over 50 should have a lot more morning sex. And she already said, if you're even thinking about, um, you know, after wondering how to keep that sex life exciting after so many years of that same partner, you're already heading in the right direction because that's the main thing most people want to know, Allison. And maybe you can probably give them some advice on that, how to keep that flame burning because you lose you. It was attractive at first. Now all of a sudden it looks like children come and it looks like, dumb. where the heck the time go? Now it looks like you get boring. And you don't know what to do. Well, I've been married for 25 years, going on 26. Oh, and I've been with my husband even longer than that. So I don't know that I have all the answers, but I'll tell you what I think the most important thing is. It isn't what you think. It's to be kind to each other. Because you're right, things get boring. Maybe you don't look as good as you did or you've slacked off or you've gained weight or he did. But when you first meet, you're on your best behavior. And even the little things that the other person does that might be a little bit quirky seem cute. And as the years go by, those quirky little things become irritating. I mean, my husband, (laughs) for instance, leaves his magazines on the bathroom floor. It makes me nuts. But I finally learned that I should just pick them up and put them somewhere else instead of screaming because it just upsets his day and upsets mine. 
Um, it isn't the grand gestures that are most romantic. It's the little things, like holding hands as you walk down the street or making dinner for him when he's been working late instead of just waiting for, you know, someone else to order in. I mean, think about it this way. If you get a really expensive gift for someone from your spouse or your your significant other or whatever, and you're really excited about it, and then an hour later you have a massive fight, every time you look at that expensive gift, it's going to lose its sparkle. You know, you'll remember if somebody says you look lovely tonight or let me rub your back or just, just you need a cup of tea. Um, my husband, for instance, I mean, I'm not going to mention all the things I don't like, <laughs> but one of the things that I do is that he's responsive. If I've cut my hand, he'll run and get me a Band-Aid without my asking. You know, so I'm sitting there, you know, I've cut my hand in the kitchen. He'll say, let me, let me get a Band-Aid for you. It's those things that show that he's tuned in to me and that he cares. And right. so I think that's important. The other thing is that you really have to communicate, not just in the bedroom, but in general about your life. Wow. Women somehow just expect men will know what's bothering them and know what they want, especially in bed. And men think they already know exactly what their women want and need. So if you don't talk about it, you won't get it. No matter how embarrassed or shy you might be or, or that you think it might upset your partner to talk about something, you've got to summon up the courage to ask for what you want or tell them if something's bothering you. Um, men are task-oriented. If you tell them to do something specific, generally they'll try to do it and please you. And women can do the same thing. You just have to treat your, your partner with respect and not coerce them into things. I mean, otherwise your relationship starts to get chipped away. Exactly. And I mean, I, 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 as far you, you don't want sex with someone you've just had a fight with. You know? <laughs> it just... <laughs> and and I, I mean that seriously. If you're if you let things pile up in your relationship, eventually you're not going to want to be close to each other anymore. And once that happens, it's really hard to bring someone back together, bring a couple back together. Right. I'm glad you mentioned that because you know you always hear people say, "Oh, uh, makeup sex is the best after fighting." And I was like, I don't know about that one because I'm. I'm pissed off with you. I don't think that that could really make, um, make it even better just because we had sex. Okay, we just had sex, but I'm still mad with you. Like, we have not resolved the issue here. So I'm so glad. You know what? Glad it- For most women and, not, and, and a lot of men, sex is in the head. It begins in your head. And so if you're upset with someone, I have no concept how makeup sex would work. I've seen it in books and I've seen it on TV, and I think that's where it basically occurs. <laughs> I don't think most people have makeup sex until they feel better about being together. Once you've resolved your issue and you're holding hands again or whatever, then that's, that's one thing. But if you're angry and you wake up the next morning and try to solve it with with, you know, uh, sex, it's not going to change what, what's wrong. Right. It's not. Now, Allison, you, you're you credited with being the advice online 1996. I mean, I, I have not heard of anyone starting this of of the first. You're like the first woman. Mm-hmm. You, I, I praise you for this with your first website, com. How has the Internet really um, impacted? the advice genre? 
Well, first of all, although I don't do a, a lot of this, it allows people to access me or many other well-qualified advisors online. If you are in a small town or someplace where you can't access someone in person, then being able to talk to someone by Skype or email or or hangouts on on Facebook or, or however else you want to do it, it gives you access to people you might want to be able to talk to. Um, your best friend can't solve everything. Sometimes you don't want to tell them what's going right. on. The second thing is that um, the Internet opens up, you know, a wide variety of ways to handle a problem. Um, you can look for things on Google. I mean, I just looked for a pesto recipe this morning because I lost mine. It's not the same thing as relationship advice, but basically you can find almost anything online. So if you're unsure about um, – we don't put this on our site in, in great detail, but if you wonder what some – sort of sexual acts are like or how you do them safely or what's the best this or that, you can find those things online without having to, I mean, some people are shy about asking. The other thing is that uh, there are a lot of people out there who will not go to an in-person counselor or a focus or a, a group. You know, they don't want to be there in person. They're shy or they, or they can't physically get there. And so the Internet has helped with that, too. Um, when, because they can access people online. Again, I caution that not everybody you see is as good as they look on, on a website. Look for right. someone who has written books, who has experience. Um, look at the kind of advice they've given others, and, if, and does it make sense to you? Is it something that you relate to? If they don't have a photo or any kind of information about themselves, be wary because somebody's hiding something. Right. <laughs> you know, but um, the Internet's okay. been very helpful, and certainly when it comes to online dating and Facebook and Tinder and Swoon and all those apps for dating, it's, it's, it's opened up a whole new world, and that's great. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, there's a downside to it, in my opinion, and it is just my opinion, but if you go on a dating site, I won't even mention any of them, but any big site, and you are, let's say, over 40, or you have a disability, or you're not particularly good-looking because these things are visual, the, the chances are that you're not going to get as much response as someone who really gets to know you in person. And the other thing is, if they advertise 10,000 singles, but you live in a small town in Idaho, um, <laughs> probably 9,000 or more of those singles are not close enough for you to really access them in a real way. So unless you're just looking for online fantasy and romance and a little bit of fun, um, you know, these dating sites aren't always helpful. I advocate going to a special interest website. And there's a gazillion of them. If you're going to go online, look for photography lovers or dog lovers. And, I mean, there are, you know, there are tons of art lovers. Whatever it is that you're into, you'll at least find people who are into that, and you won't have to wade through people who are never going to be interested in you and you're not ever going to be interested in. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. And these sites, you have to be careful. You don't know who you're meeting these days. I, I, well, it's sort of like the, the, the story I just told about the fat man and the, at the coffee shop. Um, there's a certain amount of risk involved in it. <clears throat> yeah. But so many people are doing it. 
I say if yeah. you're looking for love, you should try a little bit of everything, everything. But I wouldn't okay. go and meet someone just right off the bat. I mean, you've got to get some idea what this person is like before you, other than his photo or her photo. And I, and I right. think the best way to do that is if they're not on any social media, if they have no comments about them at all on the Internet, and they're on the Internet dating, I wouldn't date them. Right. I mean, check that, you know. check that mm-hmm. out. I, this, Allison gives some great tips. Cause that's, I, I don't deal with anyone like that myself. And I've been married to my husband for 10 years, but that goes for as far as uh, friends or anybody online. When I don't see photos, I'm like, and you request my friendship, but I don't see a photo of you. No, mm-mm. I agree with Allison all the way. You have to be careful. Take, you can do it, but it, be cautious. Carry your mace, too. Carry your mace, carry everything. <laughs> you never know. Um, but, but, you know, now, I can't I, tell we, stories about my private clients, but a lot of the issues that I've gotten to work with are people who met someone online, got offline, and then had some issues. I still think oh. it's a, I know plenty of people who met online. In fact, I have sort of a little sideline marrying people, and two of the people I have married recently met on a big dating site. One was in their 60s, the other was in their late 30s. So, you know, it is a way that people do meet and have happy you know, happy results from it. But I think you have to be really careful. I, there's so mm-hmm. so many people want to just take advantage of someone. <laughs> I only say this because I get the letters. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Alice, I love it. Because you, you can speak so freely about sexuality. I don't think you could have years ago when everybody was trying to be so hush-hush, oh, I don't want you to know that I'm, I'm gay or I'm this way, but now everything's in the open. Everybody's feeling free, so it's it's more open to the public. You can about say what you want to say, probably without hurting anyone's feelings now. Well, it's it, it it's I think it's a great thing that people can be open right. and that they feel comfortable with it. As I say, after I saw Doctor Ruth, I felt repressed <laughs> because she 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 can just say anything and not at all. No one feels squeamish when the person giving you the advice is lighthearted about it, but serious. And and you know, in my case, I've been doing this a long time. I don't just advise people about sex. It's mostly about just what you think. He gave me a gift, and I didn't give him one. Right. Or you know, we have to fight over where we're going to go for the holidays because the families don't blend. And you know, I, I I'm in love with her, but she's not in love with me. And you know, these are the issues that people really suffer with, and and they're universal, really universal. The 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 largest one of the largest, you know, grossing, if you will put it, if I look at my Google Analytics, is I gave him a gift and he didn't give me one. Is he is he an into me or not? And I have to say, um, it doesn't surprise me that these are the kind of things that torture single people, really torture them. Right. Because it, there's so much rejection involved in relationships. I mean, and that's, if you think about it, I mean, I always said that a job search is like a, a, a search for love. You have to do your work up front. You have to prepare yourself. You have to go in for the interview, which would be a date. And then you have to make all the, make a good case for why that person should hire you as a, as a <laughs> boyfriend or girlfriend. And, you know, it does, it takes work. I mean, that's why I said it up front. Uh, not everybody wants to hear that, but I guarantee you that if, 
people do the work and they really think about do they fall into the same patterns? Are they picking the same kind of person? Are they not looking at the right things, you know, looking under the hood, as I say, that they keep saying, they come back and say, why am I still single? And I mean, I, at book signings, people, women particularly, would literally shake me and say, you don't understand. It's not me. I'm a fabulous woman. It's those men. And I would just think, well, if you don't change your attitude, then you're going to be single a long time. <laughs> <laughs> you sure are. You've got to have that mindset. But if you want to, bam, bam, thank you, ma'am, then Allison is not the person for you at all because that's not the type of advice that she's giving out. But we're going to take a short break, and we're going to come back with Allison, and we're going to give you advice on how to find that right person for true love and how to keep a long-term relationship. So do not touch that down. We'll be right back after this break. Thought it was over? Not yet. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Blog Talk Talk Radio, baby. I wish I was in school. I wish I was in school. I wish I was in school. Summer isn't fun when you're hungry. If only I had a big test today. Or a book report to give. Give me a math quiz. Give me some homework. If your child relies on free school lunches, we can help provide them with free meals this summer. I'll stay after class. I'll clean the chalkboard. I'll keep my desk grill clean. So they can stop worrying about food and start focusing on fun. I'll do extra homework. I'll clean the class pet's cage. I'll skip recess. School might end, but free lunches don't have to. I wish I was in school. I wish I was in school. If your child relies on free school lunches, we can help provide them with free meals this summer. Visit feedingamerica.org slash summer meals to find your local food bank for help. Once again, that's feedingamerica.org slash summer meals. Together, we're Feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. We're back with our witty and beautiful friend, Allison, who is credited with bringing the advice genre online. And she offers her readers a unique perspective about the things that make life easier, more successful, and more satisfying. And you can check that out on AdviceSisters.com and then Leather and LaceAdvice.com, two great websites that offer nothing but the best advice. Allison, we want to get started into finding the right person. How can one go about doing that for a true love? Well, as I said, first of all, I don't know if anybody's listening who wants to call in, but I'd be happy to take some questions on the air as well. Um, Don't be shy. (laughs) Don't be shy. (laughs) Um, I think the most important thing is to keep, as I I said earlier, just to recap, there's a little work involved with finding a lasting love, not a hookup, but love that really lasts. If you're single and you're looking, it means doing some introspection and looking at your past patterns and looking at what your three must-haves and your three non-negotiables are. Uh, because without those things, Prince Charming or Princess Charming could walk right by you, and you're never going to notice them because you're looking for the hot car or the woman whose legs won't quit. You know, and those are all nice things, but they're they're superficial. More important, really, is 
what how do you feel about religion how do you feel about children um what kind of sleeping habits do you have what do you like to do for fun if he's the type who never goes out and watches football from the beginning of the season to the end you're going to have to find something else to do with your life um so things that really matter you know how does he feel about his you know family and friends are are they going to be permanent fixtures in your house I mean, for some people that's fine, for some people it isn't. So you need to do the work up front. That said, there's a mistake that a lot of people make, and we were sort of talking about that in the last section, section two, and that is that they bulk date. In other words, they'll go out with anybody who asks them and do anything because they think if they date a lot, the law of averages says that they're going to meet somebody. Um, there's some truth to that, but what really happens is if you just date someone because she, he or she asked you, the chances are it's going to be a disappointing date, and you're going to come home and pull off your suit jacket or kick off your stilettos and groan and say, why am I doing this? And what happens over time if you're dating a lot but not smart is that you're not only disappointed, you start to get angry and bitter, and then sometimes you have to take a break and not date at all. My advice for people who are single and looking and want a lasting love is to find, is not to go, to try everything once and get, get that out of your system and find the things you like. So if you really love speed dating, then you could continue to do it. If you don't, well, you tried it, you know, take it off your list. But if you do something that you enjoy, whether it's playing tennis or volunteering at the shelter or joining a hiking or bicycling group or whatever it is that you like, you're going to meet people who like that too. And the chances if they like that thing, they're going to like other things that you like. And even if you don't meet the love of your life, you know, volunteering at the, the, the animal shelter, chances are you're going to meet people anyway. And they have friends and families, and pretty soon they're going to be saying, you know, you're a nice person. Have I got somebody for you? So you never know who you're going to meet, but at least you're doing something you like. And when you're doing something you like, the pressure's off you. So you're not worried so much about, do I have the perfect dress, or am I sweating too much? You're involved in something that, if, if nothing else, you'll feel good about when you go home. So that's my number one tip for people. It, it's not really a traditional way to meet people, but I think in this day and age, if you want to meet someone in person, that's the best way to do it. You know, if you're already in a relationship, we've kind of discussed this too, and that is it's not enough just to bag someone. I go back to the rules book that we were talking about. These two girls wrote that said, you know, you, you don't have to do anything to get married. All you have to do is some silly little things like wear lipstick. Well, my they made a lot of money on the book, but my understanding is both of them got divorced within a year, and they no longer work together either. So what does this tell you about their technique? It might be good for a hookup, but it isn't good for lasting love. <clears throat> right. Yeah, I I couldn't agree with you more, Allison. Um, and I was just thinking on the fact that when you were talking about, oh, do I look good in this dress? You know, those are questions that sometimes that makes us wonder. Even for men, how do we get the other person to notice us? You might have the hot for that person, and they they look like they just look right over you. You don't know what to do to get their attention. Makes well, the think truth about is, if, some, if somebody isn't paying attention to you. And let's say it depends on the situation. If it's someone you work with, that person mm -hmm. may not just want to get involved with someone at work. 
Um, right. There is a risk to that. I mean, a lot of people meet at work because you're there, you're there so late, and you're working on projects, and it's easy to become friendly. But it is possible that somebody doesn't want to. They notice you, but they don't want to encourage you. And we get a lot of letters from bosses dating, you know, young, like older women bosses particularly, dating younger, wanting to date younger men who are subordinates to them. It's ridiculous. You can't do this. It might be against your, your, you know, company policy. And even if it isn't, you make the whole office uncomfortable. And if one of you decides to split up with the other, there you are stuck with each other every day. You know, it's it, it's a really bad idea. Um, so, you know, I don't think that's the way to get someone to notice you. If you are in a bar or a club, it's almost impossible unless you're, you know, it's all visual. You can't really talk to someone. So in that case, you you really have to be bold enough to go right up to them and and use an opening line. And it really doesn't matter how cheesy or corny the opening line is. Someone has to break the ice. So even if you say something like, I'm, I've never been to this club before, where's a good place to stand, or how do I get the bartender to come over here, it doesn't matter what you say. He or she is going to know it's an opening line and it's cheesy. But if they're interested in talking to you, they'll respond. And if there's someone who's shy, they may notice you but be afraid to break the ice. So you have to do it. If you really want someone and they're not responding, you've got to give it the old college try and, 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 right. and go over. Or, or if it is someone that you know who's in part of your group but, you're, but they're not really responding to you, it's okay to single them out and say, listen, I got this last-minute ticket for something. Would you be willing to go with me? Or, or I, I have to go to an event and I need to take a date. You know, no obligation. I, I just want to bring a partner and, you know, you seem nice. Or, or however you want to express it. But if, you're, if someone's not noticing you, you, you've got to take the initiative and break the ice. And if that person rejects you once, that's not a no. If that person rejects you a couple of times, then they're really telling you they're not interested, and there isn't much you can do. Maybe they have a girlfriend stashed away or a husband, and or they're married, and they just, who knows? <laughs> so, and people uh, are like, they don't understand that, the marriage bond now. You get people to be so disrespectful. Like, can I just tell you? Then I had one guy, oh, you one of the corniest, and I know Allison said it does not matter. But some lines you could just keep in your pocket and throw them in the garbage. He he was like, "Is your father a um, a baker? A baker?" I was like, "No, he worked in the warehouse." Oh, cause you you got some hot buns, and I'm like, "Really?" Oh, that's disgusting. Really? Was, <laughs> I'm gonna that use that one, technician. <laughs> I have to say, you're what? No, you're absolutely right. There are some lines that you've got to just, you know. <laughs> You pull it out. <laughs> what I really meant was make make some comment about where you are right. or ask for directions, something they just can't say yes or no to. Right. You know, as they but say, then, oh, you know, that if somebody said that to me, I would say, see it. <laughs> right. I mean, I, except, don't honestly, going, don't be trying to go on. Be going on. Last it's a really pull, bad pull idea to use it, a line that bad. But the truth is. Many men use those lines so they don't know what else to say. You, right. I mean, for the women out there, I mean, th- right now there's there's more women than men looking for 
stable relationships. I mean, particularly in urban cities like New York and Chicago and, you know, places like that. But the men have the same emotions we do. They go to a club or, or even to volunteer or they're going someplace to meet someone and they're nervous. They're being judged too. Um, and, and really, it's not always the, the ones who look like the losers. It's, it's the good-looking, you know, ones who, you know, make a lot of money and dress well. Everybody's nervous when they go out to meet someone, everybody, because you're being judged. And, you know, there's no way around that. People are assessing you and you're assessing them. That's why I say that dating isn't fun and it's a process of elimination and you have to have a thick enough skin to know. I mean, the, the, the guy who sends you a line like that may not be a pervert. He may be a socially awkward guy who, once you get to know him, would make the best husband and father in the world. <laughs> you have to give people a chance. Right. He just, he just might be a little corny, but that doesn't mean that he's not the right person for you because sometimes them be the be the ones that we ignore. We we deal with the ones that treat you wrong down the line and leave you. Then, like so many women I have seen, Allison, you have so many children by, this, by these bad guys that now the good guys don't want you because you don't pass them by. So it's really hard. Um, Allison, what do you really stand like in terms of using technology in social situations? Because I see a lot of people who use selfie sticks, and a lot of my girlfriends use the selfie sticks too much. Oh, they become like the stuffy sick queen. You like, can you? I don't need to look at you every five minutes online. I don't. I don't want to know that you're in the bathtub. I don't want to know that you're getting your toes done. I don't need to know that you're eating right now. I, I don't need to know your every move. Like that kind of downs it. I don't know if that that's not attractive to finding somebody. It's a man killer. <laughs> I it mean, is. that and tiny dogs you dress up and carry in your tote. To your oh, date. <laughs> I'm just kidding about that. Although not completely. Selfie sticks. <laughs> I mean, they're they're the vehicle of the narcissist, but it's not my generation, which is why I say <laughs> what my feelings are on things is not always everyone else's. The young, very young people, <laughs> they text each other across the office floor instead of getting up to ask a question. They're so hooked into technology that they. They can't get off it. They, they've learned to speak in 104 char- 44 characters or, you know, to, to swipe and reject on Tinder and Swoon or whatever. I mean, social media is a great thing, but it's exposed all of us to the point of, of choking on it, and the younger people don't find it an invasion of privacy. Someone who's over 40 probably does. Um, you know, we've lived longer. But, but lo- the, the younger generation, and I see it online too, here's me at 10 o'clock, here's me at 10.15, I mean, here's me at 10.30. Apparently, they have a following of people who want to see this. Um, but what, I've, I, what I see also is that you go to a concert or, or, some, or I, I cover Fashion Week, and people are taking selfies of themselves in the middle of shows, you know, so they can share it with their friends. And, and not focusing on what's going on around them. We've disconnected an awful lot. And that's yeah, another reason for the Leather and Lace Advice site, because people have stopped talking to each other. They really mm-hmm. don't know how to, to communicate, to reach out to someone. And, you know, in this day and age, if you want to meet someone, you have to be able to talk to them. I kind of worry 
about the really younger generations who are so entrenched that they can't get off their video games or their smartphones and that they're carrying oh, their yes. around. And yes. I was in Italy yeah. recently, and people were bumping into each other in the big piazzas because they weren't looking where they were going. It's all about them all the time. So I'm not a big and, fan. And, <laughs> right. And I know I'm an 83 baby, but at the same time, it really has. That's why I took communication media studies in college because you're right, Allison. People don't talk to each other. We are so quick to get on Facebook. I, I don't know why people tell their business more on Facebook than probably can tell a person on uh, face-to-face, but we, we just got to start getting back to the usual ways. And this will help a lot of people. That's why sometimes you wonder, oh, I can't get this job because we don't know how to talk anymore. We're used to the cell phone texting all the time. Then when you get to an interview, they start talking to you, um, your mind goes blank. Maybe they need to just start texting in the interviews. Maybe we can do better because a lot of people just weaning away from it. It's so sad. That's probably why ninety percent of our relationships don't end well. So you well, I've heard oh, of people. I've heard of people saying I want a divorce by by text oh or email. Oh, I think I that's heard. just utterly ridiculous. But um, mm-hmm. you know, it's a Break way to avoid things. You know, it's a way to avoid things, and if if you are so into yourself that you can't look outwards, then that brings it. We could do a whole other show on that, but you know, the, <laughs> I get a lot of emails because people people pitch me products to review, and if I respond to something and I don't get an email back, or I ask for something and I never hear from them, ninety nine times out of ten. Nine times out of ten, it's not that they didn't get the email. The attitude is, well, if I don't respond back, it means no. I mean, I like closure. I'm from the generation that if if you are in the middle of a negotiation or a communication, there's closure. Um, The way we work now on the Internet and with phones and social media, you don't get any closure. It's just out there, and then that's it. Right. It, it really is. It's, it's very sad, but I hope that we can get back to the old school ways. Let's bring the old school days back. Those were the good days, man. Oh, I, Tisha, I don't think they're coming back. <laughs> no, I think no, I think things have changed. Yeah. <laughs> it was a hope out. And look, there's so much more to come. My daughters are nine years of age. Who knows what it's going to be like after a while. We're probably not even going to need cell phones no more. Um, well, you, I'm sure Allison, you've seen that famous video of the baby that's swiping the magazine pages. He's like practically, yeah. he's a toddler. and he was. I mean, that generation is, is so far, you know, advanced when it comes to computer stuff. But when it comes to human yeah. relationships, I think and, they're and, going to be failing. And not, and not even getting off the subject, but these, but these new gliders that they have. Another way just to keep you lazy. You had to actually, when my mother was growing up, you had to walk so many miles to get to school. Even my time, now they got gliders. So now children can glide to school now. So it's like, wow, you spend over $400 to make you even lazier. Uh, that's amazing. <laughs> amazing. Uh, I'm, it, I'm, I'm it, very it, You know what it just says? Very... It says we have to be open-minded. It's it's it, 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 We do. What works for one person doesn't work for another. This is my mantra because I'm advising people and I'm writing reviews for people I don't right. know. And the people who like those $400 gizmos are par- part of my audience. So generally I would say that 
you know, if it's not for you, then just, you know, ditch it. <laughs> right. But when it comes to smartphones, I, I, I was watching people doing Tinder and Swoon, you know, those dating apps that have, like, yeah, your right. picture and you swipe. And they were swiping at such a rapid rate, there was clearly nobody who would interest them. And when they finally did find someone, that person really didn't want to hook up with them. So I'm not – these things are all good to try if you're not looking for a, a serious one night stand i'm not sure they're really great honestly dating wow. dating sites are one thing but these apps they're, they're beyond me i mean i've personally used them to write about them and i've watched other people in practice and it's just reject 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 you have to get to know someone you have to look under the hood of someone um, and if that person doesn't attract you at all, that's one thing. But if it's someone who's, who seems reasonably nice, give my my parting words are give that person a chance, because everybody's nervous, awkward, geeky, says something stupid, sweats, whatever, when they're meeting someone. Very few people have the confidence to pull off, you know, blind, com- you know, meetings with with someone else and not look scared or nervous. I mean, most of us are nervous. I mean, I'm right. nervous when and I get up and do a speech. I'm nervous you know, for a lot of reasons, and I, and I feel perfectly confident within myself. But you have to radiate it, right, to make it work for and you. I, and I, I really, you know, I commend you just to do this, just to be bold enough to give advice. I mean, this is kind of like almost like um, you're like uh, um, Dr. Hitch. Like off the movie, like Will Smith, like Fifty Shades of Grey. This is, but this is reality. You know, you actually just give them the bite. Now, Allison, by you already have published more than half a dozen books, and that's amazing, and contributed to so much more. Any other book projects in the works? Well, I'm actually doing a book project that has nothing to do with self-help. It's a book about okay. the lives of band crew, in other words, roadies. Um, You go to a concert, you sit down, um, you listen to the artists, and you have no idea, most people have no idea the the village that's behind them working hours before the the, the concert and hours afterwards to make sure that that artist Mm -hmm. looks good, sounds good, has what what they need. So, and the, the roadies are really in their own right, very interesting, skilled people, most of them. So we're we're writing a book on that. <laughs> the only problem is that roadies are usually busy on tour, sleeping, you know, doing other things, and it's hard to get them to interview with you. So if anybody out there listening has roadie friends, send them to Technicia. I'd like to be able to contact them. <laughs> hey, I will definitely make sure I take that on. And Allison, if someone wants to be able to contact you, Let's give them your site where they can follow you on Facebook okay. and Twitter. Um, well, my Twitter handles for AdviceSisters.com is at AdviceSisters. That's Advice and Sisters, one word. For LeatherAndLaceAdvice.com, it's at LeatherLaceADV, because Twitter doesn't let you put in the whole thing. So at AdviceSisters or LeatherLaceADV. Um, on Facebook, I'm under Allison Blackman, and also under Leather and Lace Advice. And we do the name of the book project is Road Gypsies Book, and there's a Facebook page and a Twitter at Road Gypsies Book as well on Twitter. So you can, and if you Google my name, everything comes up. 
Well, Alex, I really do appreciate you for coming on, giving us your advice. We're going to have to do this again because this is so great, especially when your book come out on your roadies. I would definitely love to connect again with you on that. Well, thank you. You've you've made me sound amazing. I do have 12 tips for lasting love, but we're not going to get to them today. (laughs) So (laughs) uh, people can look at those on leatherandlaceadvice.com as well. And it was a pleasure talking to you. You too, Allison, and uh, congratulations to your 25 going on 26 years of marriage, too. <laughs> yes, it takes work. Just like finding someone, keeping someone takes it, too. <laughs> it does. It takes work, and trust and believe me, you are going to have your ups and downs. And when you do, people don't think that's the end of it. It's not. Everybody goes through it. But it's all about how you mask it and move on and just keep it going. You just have to, it, it, like Alex said, it takes work, baby. And you're not going to always get a paycheck out of it, but it takes work. <laughs> you have to do the job. Keep, what you keep get out of it is priceless. <laughs> <laughs> right, they need to have a commercial on that. Marriage is priceless, yes. <laughs> but, Allison, once again, thank you so much, and you have a blessed one. Same to you. Bye now. Bye-bye. And, and from my friend Mary Ellen, this is the truth of the day. Live by your values. When you live by your values, what others do has little effect on your emotions and choices. It is a very satisfying life you will live when you not only set goals and you achieve these goals. Never measure your progress by those around you who have not who have achieved more. There will always be someone whom you think has achieved more. Find fulfillment in proving yourself to only one person, you. What you think of yourself is far more important than what others think of you. Today, fulfill the goals you set for yourself on this day as it will help you live up to your values. Enjoy the day, everyone. Make sure you check out my Facebook fan page if you ever need to find out about different little things, quotes to keep you motivated. You know, I try to keep those going for you. It's called The Bright Side with Technicia Nutritional Riot. That's on Facebook. I'm on Twitter at Bright Side TK. You can find me on Instagram at TJ60. I also have an app out. If you ever don't have time to catch my shows on your computer, you can also download my app on iTunes, The Bright Side with Technicia. I'm always around. I'm trying to link in and stay tuned with you. And if you have any show ideas, please don't hesitate to give them to me. You can also email me at techniciaday at gmail.com. That's T-E-K-N-E-S-H-I-A and day, D-A-Y, at gmail.com. I love you, and you have a blessed one, and God also loves you. Thanks for listening to The Bright Side with Technicia. If you like what you heard, tell your dad, mother, cousin, uncle, whomever. Be sure to check out the archive section at www.brightsidewithtk.com. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.